Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio. This is episode 65. We're here to talk giant stompy robots. My name's Rob. I'm Brian. And I'm Chopper. And yeah, it's that time of year again. It's November. And uh, November. yeah. Happy it's, Halloween, everybody. That was it's, that was past, Pat. You missed Halloween. Damn it. Happy Half, Guy, Guy Fawkes Day. Halloween. Guy Fox Day. It's day, it's day after. Wouldn't it be the, the 5th of November? I hope everyone has right. checked all their candy for razor blades. It's too late. It, it's a good, no, it's a good time to it's do that. It's the day after. They would have just gotten the candy. When it comes out, <laughs> what if someone's watching this on the, on the 24th of November? Well, then that's their own fault. That's not Happy fault. Thanksgiving in you weird United States peoples. Yeah. Happy, it's, happy Thanksgiving. It, it's the real Thanksgiving. Just, just point that out. It's your your fake late Rob, Thanksgiving. Rob, well, do you have a giant robot that you're thankful for? <laughs> I'm thankful for my broken Votoms. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, yeah. Like, share, subscribe. I don't know. We say that at the end usually, but... Yeah. Are we done already? I didn't even say this was the jump yeah. ship, so... All right. See you guys later. Happy <laughs> See you at Christmas. We're going to the Great. drop ship. We're still got the drop ship, guys. Oh, okay. Sounds like so, you're wrapping up. <laughs> well, I was just trying to fill the jump ship, and there's not much more to say. Not much. We'll see you in now the you drop ship. Understand. Let's Let's <laughs> jump to the drop ship. Get it? Let's drop to the jump ship. Oh, wait, we're already in the jump ship. Dropship landing. Welcome to the dropship. We're here to talk about things that we're working on. First, we have a sponsor. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but we do have a sponsor. The Dropship is brought to you by the Madness of John Bear Ross Patreon. Join the Madness of JBR. Visit patreon.com slash John Bear Ross or search for John Bear Ross on tribes at myminifactory.com. One full-size 28mm mech per month and more. Uh, This month is going to be what he calls Project Fuseler. Fuseler. Is it a big giant fuselage? No, it's it's a big giant... Hey, that looks familiar. It's a uh, rifleman. I mean, oh. not a rifle. It's not a rifleman. It's a, it's a fuseler. A big giant. Hey, that looks familiar. Maybe, let's rename it. Can, hey, John, if you're listening, can we rename it to Musketman? It's a, it's a fuseler. I think that's what a fuseler is. I uh, I printed up his Warhammer, so I'm excited to put the uh, the rifleman next to it. So cool. that's going to be November. So that's going to be fun. Quality stuff, man. If you haven't subscribed to John Bear Ross, man, you got to get. He's got some really good mechs. Yeah, especially if you're playing 40k. If you need knights and titans, yeah. yes. Uh, but yeah, he's also doing these these tribute versions of other mechs, which is fun. Uh, what are we working on, guys? What are you guys working Goldar. on? Goldar, John, do Goldar. Goldar. Uh, Brian, what are you working on? Well, uh, I did actually, uh, with it being football season. Uh, now I have found the the painting uh, bug is starting to get to me, uh, mostly because we watch football right next to where my hobby station is. Uh, uh, so, I was wondering how that was connecting. I was confused. 
<laughs> so while I'm not really paying attention to the game that my wife's watching, well, I'm sitting have... here working on painting or assembling or what the have you. The good thing about football is you don't have to look at it's it. It's not a very active... Well, yeah, no, good thing about football is ninety percent of its commercials. So, and it's well, there's also the commentating the play-by-play. So, yeah, they're telling me what's going on. With the play-by-play, it's just like listening to the radio. And, and when they get excited, you look up. That's what the key is. Yeah. Like if they start, their voices go up. You go, oh, what's happening? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but um, but so like as part of that, it's again kind of mech tangent. Uh, but I I've had a couple of things uh, that I've three D printed. Uh, some for a while. Some brand new um, but I've kind of got this in my mind to to start putting together the pieces I would need to build out like a little starport uh, to have for Dead Zone or Firefighter whatever other game that I play which is typically romantic games uh, but El, Star, um, El Star Puerto no, I, don't, I, I don't know why he's speaking Spanish <laughs> I don't know why um uh, five parsecs from home. Yeah, I'll throw out another one that that's not romantic. But um, <laughs> but but uh, so as part of that, I have um, a light freighter from Corvus Games Terrain that I printed off uh, a while back. I think I talked about it on the show. Uh, it's a little over a foot long, I think. And uh, I finally got around to to painting that up. Uh, I did kind of a light uh, scheme, so I went like um, I think if I remember correctly, I did kind of a black, and then I dry brushed. Uh, gray and then I dry brushed some white onto it uh, to kind of get the the lighter look and then I've, I've kind of gone through and I've added kind of blue striping um, and I, I did that also so that the stripes could be lined up to the dead zone cube oh nice uh, so that you can set it on then you've already got the the delineation between the, the the spaces all set up oh that's cool so that was that was fun. Uh, I I really like it as a as a centerpiece. I was sad that I didn't get to it uh, soon enough for the Michigan GT. I was hoping to have that uh, for the event, but um, I had to work on painting some revs <laughs> for, for the actual event. Uh, for the actual event, <laughs> um, and uh, and so uh, on top of that, I also um, have these little uh, starfighters, uh, which are, are are legally distinct. The best kind of distinct from, um, you know, other other sci-fi it actually, materials. Like it kind of reminds me of Star Wars, but it actually reminds me a lot. The back, especially those those fins and stuff, remind me of Star Fox. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's a kind of a, a weird combination. So this is from uh, Second Dynasty. They're on my mini uh, factory. They have a a bundle of starfighters uh, designs that are all kind of use this open open lock system mm. uh, where you assemble all the, the pieces of it. It's like a little kit that you print. Um, and they have, uh, I went with the Arrowhead one, which is co- sort of like an A-wing uh, looking looking ship. And I actually printed off two. They printed relatively you know, well. When, when you put those pictures up, uh, it looked like a, a, one of the Interceptor ships from the, the old FASA game. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're um, too. And, and they they have a, a couple other designs uh, as well. That was that was kind of the one that I I went with. Um, and that, so I print I painted up that first one as kind of my my first test of it. And so I have another one that's pretty much ready to go. It's all primed up. Uh, I just need to repeat the uh, the design. Uh, so that along with uh, these little uh, like what would it be like six inch by six inch uh, landing platforms that I 
painted printed painted up real quick uh and and really kind of came together nicely so they're they're nice little uh, additions to the my my terrain set um but uh otherwise uh not not a whole lot else going on 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 my highway table that's uh sci-fi or giant robot related <laughs> as of yet i at some point we we were cleaning out the hobby room rearranging some stuff so one of these days i'll actually get my gundam kits back out <laughs> they're they're all in deep storage right now i know i need to i need to finish this so well i'm not even gonna start talking yet no, yeah, that and that's pretty much mine. So that's a nice segue for yeah, Pat. segue for it to tell us what Pat hasn't done. Well, I worked, did some stuff actually. He's like, I worked. I, I did. I also worked a lot, uh, but I just do willing to point out that to Rob, uh, the <laughs> ship that looks that Brian printed that looks like an interceptor ship, I mm -hmm. think was the ship that I was piloting when I did that crazy maneuver to try. Yeah, and you burned I, out and knocked I yourself out, out, knocked out, and went out of control all in one turn. Uh, so that being said, going back to Gundam kits, I was downstairs working on the Neo Jean a little bit because I was working on two other projects, and I was looking at my pile of Gundam. I said, I need to get to those things, and this one giant kit, which was my Holy Grail kit, was taking me a long time to do. You're taking and your time I, with it. Well, and as I sat there and pondered a bit, I'm like, what? What did I? Where did I go wrong? <laughs> pondered the orb. You painted it. That's what you went wrong. <laughs> no, where I went wrong is I didn't rattle can prime it. Mm. <laughs> so I've been airbrush priming piece by piece, and so uh, while I'm still there, I might rattle can the rest. Just to, to quick quicken the pace. Yeah, because once it's primed, then I don't have to worry. Then I can just color them up, let them dry, put them together, do touch-ups and things. So, do you use a clear primer for that? No, I use a black primer. Black primer. Yeah, I do a, a, a black primer because I want uh, the metal. Because I uh, mm. I do I do an aluminum airbrush, and then I use uh, Monuments uh, transparent paint through the airbrush, the different colors. Gotcha. So it gives a nice cherry kind of color. Yeah, so I got a cherry red for the Neo Zhang, and I think I use uh, Vallejo's Mecha paints for the grays. And uh, yeah. and I think I do a, a, a is it a brown? Because there's a, like a really dark, deep, deep red, almost looks mm. brown in the plastic, and so I I've kind of mocked that. Yeah, so I've kind of mocked that with a with a kind of a, a brownish that I breathe through the uh, the airbrush. So uh, so I think if I rattle canned the rest of the sprues that I haven't touched yet, uh, that should speed it up because then I won't have to prime. I could just go straight to painting. <laughs> and it only took you a couple years to think this. Well, because, you know, <laughs> I was trying, I, was, I wanted to take my time. I wanted to do it right. I wanted to be careful with it. But now we're coming on two years, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, i got to get through this this thing already. <laughs> uh, so as I was working through my Zhang, uh, everyone, I think I posted it on the mobile model group, the Battlestar Galactica FASA game uh, that I got. It's not I really don't know if you posted but it, but uh, yeah. I think I did. I think I posted it. Do you I post it there, that, or do you post it in Dragonstone? I think I posted it in mobile model because I said it wasn't, wasn't mech-related, but had the mm -hmm. big fan favorite. Yeah. 
uh, old school. There's robots in it that of being various said, size. That being said, I was able to pick up at the Michigan GT a Mega Hex Star uh, playmat, neoprene playmat. And so oh, that's nice. spurned me to start working with the 3D printer again. Uh, <laughs> before I got the mat, though, I had purchased online uh, resin cast uh, ships from Battlestar Galactic Vipers and Cylons and Battlestar Galactica. Well, just a generic Battlestar and some uh, um, base ships, silent base ships. Hmm. So those came in the mail. And so I've been kind of painting those up and working on the genre at the same time. Uh, because I want to transfer the game to a mega hex to figures on stands to play instead of chits on oh, that yeah. originally. And with with the, the I got a three by three mega hex star map. Uh, it really spurred me on because now I have all the pieces to move Battlestar Galactica onto a bigger set. Uh, I'm gonna also mess around with the the old Ares minis with it too. Uh, the downside to that is that I'm very limited on those ships because I think I only have maybe one, maybe two, possibly three. I'm sure there's uh, I'm sure there's 3D print files of every Battlestar ship you ever need out there. So yeah, well that, there is because I have been printing up now my own uh, because there is a campaign section and there's a fleet section where you. Definitely play base ship versus Battlestar and all the ships in between. Mm. So no, you can cool. get a really huge battle out of it. So um, that kind of spurred me on to start using the 3D printer again. Are the base stars and uh, Battlestars to scale with the little ships? Uh, in the game or in the models? In the models. No. Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, It'd probably have me? to be a few feet long. Go back, go back to the chips. <laughs> I would have to say... Even the, the, the big giant Battlestar that I 3D printed and the model kits that I have are still not big enough for the the size of ships. I think they're about an inch long. Yeah, it's a bit bigger. The, the Vipers, so... You need that smaller I, scale that the uh, the Babylon 5 ones... Remember they had the fleet scale, which were sm like three to a base? Yes. And they were smaller? Yes. You need that. Those would probably fit the scale of the models I have. Yeah. So... You can always print up little uh, little teeny Vipers. And teeny, uh, what are the, what are the just, uh, Cylon ships called? Tooth, toothpicks, you put a dot of paint on, uh, that's yeah. your Viper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's to scale. Um, but all in all, that's really all I've been working on was the Battlestar and... Uh, hey, it's more unusual. But but I came to a realization <laughs> that I could probably speed this process up if I would just break down and rattle can the pieces. You can do it. breaks down. So... And then I can use the airbrush to touch up the primer or just paint on black paint kind of thing. So, uh, but that's all I got. For me, you, yeah, for me, I did a bunch of things. I did, uh, there's a guy called Mini Volks on, uh, uh, what is he on? He's on um, Colts 3D. And he does mm -hmm. all different, uh, for free, he does all these different uh, Macross and Maspita and stuff mechs. So I, I took the... Both the uh, Maspita Valkyries or Veritex, whatever they called in the... I don't even remember what they called them in the actual show. Uh, yeah, uh, I did... The, Valkyries, yeah. Yeah, I think they're Valkyries. I did the uh, big big one and the uh, little one, and I did the plane and and uh, robot modes of both. At, I, I shrunk them down to uh, Battletech scale, yeah. 
So I was like, oh, maybe I'll be able to use them as something in Battletech. But uh, they're cool. And uh, Minivox, if you're looking for anything that is Macross related, he's got it all there. So I have the link in the show notes for that one. So anybody wants to print up some some uh, some anime. Uh, I also, classic uh, from uh, Extra Guy Patreon, he did uh, Heavy Gear as big models. So there's a Jaeger and a, I forget the other one's called, but they're all totally posable, so it's pretty fun. Mm. And they're, pro- I, I don't know, probably six inches tall, I would think, somewhere in there. Quite quite oh. tall. And so the, in the one picture, the figures are 28 millimeter, so you can see how much taller they are than them. And uh, they do them with opening opening canopies and stuff. I didn't do that, but you can have the, the pilots inside and things like that. But really, really cool. Really cool to see the scale. I would have done the canopies. No, I like I like them shut up. But <laughs> I have another model that's with the canopy open. But uh, generally, I like them in their action pose. But very cool. He's always doing great stuff over at Extra Guy. And uh, the last thing I did, which was huge, and it took me almost a whole month anyways, was uh, from Tested.com. They did a, they worked with Bethesda on uh, Starfield to do hmm. a commercial with uh, with practical effects. So they built their own uh, frontier ship from Starfield. It's the starting oh. ship from the game. And wow. then they, they uh, built it and uh, filmed on it and everything. And then they released the... Uh, 3D files of a smaller version, like a, and it's it's really well done because they really worked on making sure everything was beefed up and like this is probably the best best model I've ever printed. It's about 12, 12 inches long, I'd say, maybe a little longer, and it's uh, many many parts, but uh, it's very cool and uh, I think like it's nice of Bethesda to let them release it. Like that's that's kind of cool of them. Yeah. So. And it's, uh, yeah, for free. So I left, once again, the show notes if you want to print up your own Frontier ship. And it's all kind of mix and match, too, so you can do what you like with it, too. You can modify it and stuff, so it's kind of fun. But I uh, that took a long time because it probably was, for my uh, big reality, it was probably five full beds full of stuff. But I oh. had hardly any failures because it was so well designed. Like, it was all hollowed out and didn't take that much, really that much resin. Probably took maybe a bottle of resin. And... Uh, yeah, maybe a bottle and a half, but uh, it was so well designed that it's not many failures, which is rare. You know, usually you get something that's not made right or it's too thin or mm-hmm. they, they really worked on it to make it. Because I think that's uh, Adam Savage is just getting into uh, 3D printing and his real bugaboo is uh, that a lot of 3D print files aren't that good. Like they're, it's a lot of amateur people doing it or people well, that... Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I and it, was also, you can't complain if most of it's free anyways. Oh, well, even if it's not, but yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's about optimizing, right? Like they, yeah. yeah, it takes a lot of time to do what they did. Like, and people aren't getting paid to do this. Like they are. So they were paid to make this perfect. Right. So that's a difference. Like if you're paid to do it on like a full time, like I'm sure it wasn't just even Patreon money. That was like real money, you know? So of course they're going to do it correctly. So that's, that's always the problem. It's what is it? The uh, time versus uh, money versus uh, what's the other thing? <laughs> it's uh, done cheap, done fast, or done right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So that's Get that's two. the yeah. <laughs> so obviously uh, that's a uh, that's the hard one. But when you got a lot of money, you can make it a lot better. It wasn't done fast. I doubt. I bet that took weeks to yeah. maximize that model. So but done right and done, done expensive. Well. Well, right. for them it was expensive. For, for us it was cheap because it's free. Anyways, yeah. So the link is in the show notes. So go go download that. 
Um, but I've, other than that, that's a, once again, I haven't painted anything because I don't paint things, it seems, anymore. <laughs> a lot of gray plastic around my room, but uh, yeah, other than that, I think that's it for Dropship. Anybody else have anything else to add in Dropship? Negative. We'll jump into Comstar, where there's a little bit I have. I hope people have stuff for Comstar. This might be a quick episode, guys. I got no Comstar. <laughs> I got no Comstar because I have Dropship. It's it's a lose-lose for It's always a trade-off, yeah. Okay, we'll be back for the old Comstar. Message from Comstar. Welcome to Comstar. We're doing... Uh, things that TV, movies, books, comics, RPGs, video games, anything, anybody. I'm going to start with Pat because I know he has nothing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have much for Comstar. I didn't. Even, I haven't even watched a lot of TV lately. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's not a lot out right now with, the, with all the strikes going on, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of rehashing of things. I've been watched pretty much everything. Uh, I haven't finished Pacific Rim Black yet, but I probably should. <laughs> Once again, years. You'll probably have to start from the beginning. You have no clue what happened. It's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, uh, I don't know. I just I haven't sat in front of the TV in a long time. For more, oh, just, wow. for more like an hour, and usually it's just browsing. Yeah, like last year, there was a lot of content. I find there's not much other than Met Cadets was this year, but that's yeah. I've been yeah. and I'm just gonna chalk it up to the to the strikes. I mean, the SAG is still striking. Yeah, but the, but the writers are back. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I even so, up any new books? Uh, I'm still. I guess I'm just waiting for something to drop. I'm <laughs> want to read, you know. Just let me find something. How about you, Brian? You got um, anything? Um, well, uh, I did pick up the new uh, Command Protocols book for Firefight, mm-hmm. thanks to Pat. <laughs> that little that little thing? Yeah, uh, which which comes with the Annihilation mode, which is the mechanized combat specific. Uh, yeah. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it does look fun. Um, and it's it's nice to, to have that full full book. And um, and then uh, then you know, at the Michigan GT, ran the firefight uh, tournament there. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and uh, and then played in Dead Zone. And of course, I'd forget a mini of my Dead Zone team in my bag uh, for most of the tournament. <laughs> it wasn't even on. You're like, he's coming in later. <laughs> it, it's it's that whole thing where it's like, I think it's been so long since I've actually played in a tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it has been legitimately like years. <laughs> They usually running them. Yeah, and and so like, just the whole like getting back into the groove of it, and like, and I'm gonna go play against one of our top players in the in the country. And, and I'm going to uh, have one less guy just to handicap myself because I'm, I'm that good. I <laughs> just get like wiped out. Um, but no, it was it was a fun time. Uh, it was great to to play some more games and uh, and hang out with some folks and. Uh, and yeah, uh, so as far as other things goes, I haven't haven't done as much uh, mech-related things. I think the other closest uh, tangent would be uh, I did pick up uh, the Mega Man Battle Network games on <laughs> uh, on the Switch. 
which if you're unfamiliar, it's the the Mega Man game where Mega Man is like an app on on a little like tablet <laughs> device, and you get to plug into literally everything. Like it's a very it's a very like smart tech world, <laughs> and you have your little avatar, and so he goes around busting viruses. Uh, and uh, it's it's a it's a fun game. It was kind of neat to pick it back up. It was an old Game Boy Advanced franchise, uh, but I think they had like a good six odd games on it. Because that's how Mega Man works. <laughs> yeah, can't be just one. Yep, can't just be one. Um, and then I think the other uh, for for one fun thing. My wife has really gotten into Star Wars with like watching the the Ahsoka series, and so it's been rewatching Star Wars Rebels. Rewatch. She's going through Clone Wars now, um, and so it's it's been kind of fun to to revisit the, that uh, particular fandom and uh, enjoy all the giant robots that are in there. Yeah, I think Clone Wars is probably the best thing that has come out of Star Wars, maybe ever. <laughs> it, it, Clone Wars. It, yeah, it was really good. You didn't like uh, Rebels? I didn't say I didn't like Rebels. I said Clone Wars was the best. Mm. I it, it's it's definitely like Clone Wars has has more content mm-hmm. and really really strong episodes, but like I feel like Rebels like overall. Well, it's a better story, probably. Yeah, there's fewer uh, uh, called weaker episodes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, and then kind of the the last thing I think has been kind of fun, um, and I forget if I mentioned this before, I, I follow this one person on Twitter who has been, like, live feeding uh, their rewatch of Macross 7, oh. which is, uh, for those that don't know, that's that's the one, I think it was made in the 90s, uh, would have been after Macross Plus. Uh, so this, this is the... Uh, you know, Japanese con- continuation. Uh, we get uh, Max and Amelia um, uh, are a, a married but separate couple. <laughs> uh, Max controls the the SDF that uh, protects Macross Seven, which is the city where Amelia is the mayor of. Uh, her <laughs> daughter's in a band. <laughs> She's not a bomber. she's not a mech pilot. What I'm so confused. <laughs> well, see, no, no, see, that's that's where that's where we we all come together is that <laughs> they pilot their mechs, uh, and and they shoot speakers into the enemy <laughs> enemy mechs so that they can blare their '90s J rock um, oh from God. from the Japanese version of Bon Jovi. Like it's great. Um, Backcross Seven is a heck of a show, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And so it was, it was really neat to like vicariously like re-experience the show from this person, just having an absolute blast. And I'm just like, oh yeah, like there's a good like, there's easily like a good album and a half <laughs> of like great music in that show. Like it's. So, some shows where it'll be like, oh, you know, there's there's two or three that are like good songs that you'll listen to for fun. Mm-hmm. No, like the Firebomber band, their soundtrack, like there's easily like a good 15 songs that I can listen <laughs> to anytime. Um, and um, and yeah, so that that's actually been kind of fun to 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 do is just, you know, 
find find these people on Twitter watching the show and and live streaming their thoughts and screenshots and stuff of where they're at. Uh, but yeah, that's otherwise that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, that's alright. Uh, I can't watch the show myself. <laughs> you can, you have. Uh, for me, well, first of all, I want to say uh, Hairbrain Schemes, I guess, is uh, in, it cut ties with Paradox, and now it laid off 80% of its workforce, mm. so, so no more Battletech games. They already said there probably wouldn't be any more Battletech games anyways, but that Lamplighter the, League, I guess, was... The, uh, the sequence of events, was it that they, they had to lay everybody off and then they left? Yeah. I yeah, well, I think it was probably in works, right? But yeah, uh, probably... they, I think they're relying that Lamplighter League to really pull them out of the thing, and it did do very well, so... It looks like a fun game. It looks like a tactics, like a kind of steampunky, steampunky tactics game. But yeah. it's uh, it wasn't enough for them, so uh, they're in trouble. If that sucks, because Hairbrain Schemes made all the uh, the Shadowrun games too. Yeah. Shadowrun, yeah, yeah, they were great. Shadowrun and Battletech, they were yeah. really, really fun games. Yeah. So hopefully they they recover and come back and get some yeah. games again. Uh, th- th- that's the thing that they didn't want to do license games. That's why they did their own license. But I think. Without license, you don't get the same buzz, right? So it's a catch-22. Yeah, uh, for what I've actually been doing, obviously I'm still reading all the Battletech books. I'm still in the Dark Age, and it still hurts me sometimes, which we'll get to in Mechbang. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is uh, I got turned on to is Atomic Robo. I guess there was a Humble Bundle, so I, I got all those. But it's a comic book that I never really was aware of, amazingly. It's been going on for quite a long time. But it's like what Hellboy is to myth and magic, Atomic Robo is to science and robots. Like it's that kind of feel, like a little irreverent, irreverent, a little funny. But it's, you know, it takes on serious scientific topics and like, and it jumps around uh, the Atomic Robo, or Robo as he's called. He was invented by Tesla in like the 30s. So he's lived through from the 30s to modern times. Plus there's some time travel. So he's actually been around around other times too, but so it's it's just a bunch of like one shots that kind of similar to Hellboy where it just kind of jumps around, and uh, yeah, it's real fun, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So if you get a chance, read some Atomic Robo. Um, yeah, uh, 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 video games. Obviously, I've been playing a lot of Starfield. There is ro- giant robots in that, but it's uh, you can't you can't play them unfortunately. They just walk around lifting things in the background, <laughs> but but it's fun. It's uh, it's a Bethesda game. It's it's like. Uh, Fallout in space. That's really what it is. And if you're expecting anything else, it's nothing else. It's exactly Fallout in space. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, I think that's about it. I've been doing. I don't think there's been anything else. There's like I said, there's not been many TV or movies uh, lately with yeah. the mechs. Not like it was earlier this year and last year especially. So hopefully it's just a a lull before the storm. I suppose there's going to be a cyberpunk TV show, with, and uh, that'll be hopefully get the mechs in that. Hopefully it's like a actual like true to the cyberpunk world not just hey it's cyberpunk and name only and it's actually just looks like it's the now you know i hate when they do that but, is it is it related to the the like the 2077 yeah yeah stuff? yeah oh. it's actually 2077 i mean ed i mean edge runners was hugely successful yeah. as a anime. yeah it's gonna be a netflix too so it's gonna be a series on netflix supposedly we'll see what happens and uh, I think Fallout's coming too as a uh, as a TV live action TV show too. So we'll What's see what it? happens to that. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, Fallout, I could see it be a little easier because it is post apocalyptic. It's that's a little easier to do than a, a fully realized cyberpunk city. So <laughs> like, I think Fallout would be a lot oh, cheaper but... and easier. Once well, again, about, like Altered Carbon uh, was one yeah. that uh, 
I think was a Netflix series. Yep. That it was really good, yeah, and they canceled really, that. Really captured that, but yeah. It's based on book series too, though, Altered Carbon. Yeah, was, that was based on a book, yeah. I think it's a Polish book series, but uh, it was very good. And, uh, one, yeah. and it was, uh, yeah, very good series. And they did an anime for that too. They did like an anime mm-hmm. spinoff. So, yeah, so... I guess that hopefully Edge Runners did that well that they're well. It is like a meme now. You see Rebecca everywhere. You see people cosplaying her, and so yeah. And I mean the the relaunch of of uh, the game. Yeah, uh, it's been huge. That in- includes a whole bunch of Easter eggs from the show. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I think it's uh, it's kind of redeeming itself from that bad launch of the original game. But then all these side things. There's tons of comic books now. There's tons of anime mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. I think they had all this plan thinking that was going to be the game was going to be huge but in the end I think all this other stuff brought the game back you know it's like it's, yeah. it's, it kind of worked in synergy and obviously the role playing game is still kicking it's still still there the original so yeah it's good for our Talisorian it's amazing the difference between when I think last year or the year before our Talisorian games had literally a booth the size of my desk like it was teeny and we stopped by and I bought I think I bought the jumpstart kit for uh, Cyberpunk Red, red? Lit- yeah. literally yeah. from from uh, the guy who uh, Pondsmith, the guy who invented Cyberpunk uh, RPG, like back in the eight, <laughs> and uh, yeah, now it's like a huge booth, and it's it's you would never get anywhere close to him. So yeah, yeah, I think Cyberpunk. they had their own room, didn't they? Have their own room this year at Gen Con, I think so. Uh, I don't remember. I think they did. It was it was quite large. So I wouldn't put it past them. It was uh, a big difference between the two. So it is. Quite interesting. Um, yeah. Anything else for Comstar, guys? I think that's about I it. I got that. There's. That's yeah, I'm sure once more stuff comes out, we'll talk about it. But if there's anything we missed, comment below because I'm sure there's always news we missed, or post it in our Facebook group because we do enjoy yeah. seeing everything. That is correct. I love it when all the different uh, companies uh, post their new models and stuff like that in the Facebook group showing off everything so mm-hmm. keep it up we, we we love promotion We a lot of groups are like we don't like self-promote or other people promoting we're like no we want to see where all this mech stuff is so exactly. promote Especially away the indie stuff it's great yeah. well the we're other here, stuff doesn't usually to, need help <laughs> we're here to bring mechs to the world yeah try to highlight them uh yeah so we'll go on to the mech bay hangar where we we're gonna bring it down a notch because I think we've been too positive in general <laughs> so we have to we have to be some negativity so we'll go to the mech bay hangar right now that's right that should be the thumbnail <laughs> thumbnail now entering the mech bay hangar welcome to the mech bay hangar we're going to uh, bring it down like i said we've been too positive we're going to uh rob can never be said he's too positive yeah, I, I've been too positive for these five years, whatever we've been doing this. Uh, this one's going to be top th- three annoying tropes in Mecca. So things that keep popping up but that annoy you. I'll go first as an example because this is where it all started from. I was reading uh, one of the Dark Age books from Battletech, and it was obviously written not as a Battletech book. And it really annoyed me that they just slapped on the Battletech, uh, like just threw in some met references. All of a sudden, like they're just driving normal cars and they have normal guns. And, oh, we don't have that in this planet for some reason. We, there's not a single mech in the whole book. Like it's, it was really slapdash. In, and even to the point where like they were mentioning Slovakia as like a place, even though it's like, well, they call it Terra. It's all one place now. It's not like individual countries anymore. Mm. So... 
like it was obviously like supposed to be a cold war kind of thing murder mystery and uh in, instead of like involving word of blake and comstar it was it was probably originally commies kind of thing you know like they just changed a few words here and there comstar that's right Star. but it was uh it was so obvious that i was it was so annoying me as i was reading this book that uh, so I was what like, you're saying is communists in space. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> tons of communists in space, but uh, yeah. So my first one is uh, when fiction, obviously written for another setting or genre, just left onto Mecca. Another example I know is uh, in some of the um, Dead Zone uh, compilations. There was a few of those stories where I was like, this was not made for Dead Zone. This was made for some other sci-fi world. They just kind of put, they mentioned a few Dead Zone-y things here and there and I hate when that happens. It's like just write it for the actual genre. Don't don't slap it on there. So it's really a fiction thing. I don't think it would come up anywhere else. Like it'd be, it'd be. I guess you could just slap on a different genre onto a uh, video game or something. But I can't think of an example of that. Other than on, of uh, well, that's how War uh, Warcraft started. It was supposed to originally be uh, uh, Warhammer, and they lot didn't do the license, so they just made their own. So, but I guess I mean, it's well, kind of the opposite. But <laughs> you could you could probably find quite a few examples in the mobile apps, mobile mm-hmm. game. Yeah, area, probably. Actually, because I, I I I couldn't give you any specific examples, but I like know for sure like those gotcha games that are out there that are all the same. You mm-hmm. just slap on a different yeah female character <laughs> that, or, that or, might uh, be a robot. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, what's we'll get the license to yeah, Battlestar or something. Yeah, we'll throw that on a game. Yeah. Or even back in the day, I remember on like the old uh, Nintendo games, where it was just all like side scrollers and stuff. They're all like the exact same, but they're just different mm-hmm. different polygons, <laughs> like the, not even polygons, one, sprites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was easier to do an eight bit. Well, I guess that's what really. Two bit if you're on the Atari. Yeah. How many well, how many games were the same with just different names? <laughs> I guess they still do it because that's what the Unreal Engine is, right? That's all it is. It was Unreal, and they just threw on different yeah. things on top of it. So yeah, that's. I mean, that starts getting the game engines, which is the whole. Yeah, thing but that's right. where it's kind of where it started, though. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So that was my first one. Don't just slap things onto your existing fiction. It annoys me. You can. It's obvious, people. I could. It's so obvious. Uh, this was also during the like uh, the dark age. It was a dark age for BattleTech too. So <laughs> uh-uh. they're probably trying to save money. They're like, "What do you have? What do you have in your thing?" Okay, we'll use that one. Well, I got this one about communists and tractor yeah. robots. Yeah, we can. Not even tractor robots. There's no robots in the whole book. Uh, no. <laughs> like it's bad enough to have tractor robots, but then this. <laughs> oh, don't get me started with that. Yeah. Well, you could be your first one. Uh, Pat, what is your first... Uh... Tractor <laughs> robot. <laughs> My first one, it's, it's... It's hard for me to say that, but I guess in in the anime, even slash manga genre itself, is the the most annoying thing, and it really gets to me in some of these things, is the, the whiny... <laughs> Self-doubting hero. <laughs> yeah, always. Yep. Always. Even <laughs> that, that... Aru for a while was that way. Oh yeah. I was like God, I want to. Uh, oh, he's the he's the proto. You, he's the he proto. Uh, whi- yeah, he yeah. did get slapped. Yeah. Well, he, he needed. <laughs> yeah. He is the proto whiny uh, whiny uh, protagonist that every other mecha genre kind of builds off of Amuro. Yes. <laughs> and oh God. 
I yeah, just it's would true. love to see a protagonist or, that's self-confident you know, and <laughs> or cocky even you know like yeah. like uh even what's his name was uh char was 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 great because he was that way he just you know didn't yeah. care or even uh yeah like uh Rick that's why Hunter i gravitated or... more towards char and uh uh the zeons anyways because they were just whiny they weren't whiny it's true. I, I it's that is a true thing. It There's, wasn't because of their politics. Wow, I'd hope not. Wow, not like the other group was any better. I don't think, I don't think the Fetty politics were no. any better. So. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was, a, it was a no-win situation. <laughs> yeah. So. But uh, yeah, that is, that is a good one because it is true. It is. Yeah. It is. It's not even just being whiny, but yeah, not confident. Like. You're good enough just to stop pilot all the time. Just like I can right off the first thing when you start this. destroying all these mechs with your with your one super powered robot, you think you're like, oh, I am actually good at this. I shouldn't be doped myself, yeah. <laughs> but no, nope, they always what? dope themselves. I mean, that's, that's a kind of true story, though, right? Every hero has a little self doubting moment, but then they snap out of it and they pull together. But when it comes not to for the, a whole series, anime, yeah. it, it goes on for episode after episode <laughs> after episode. I win a battle, but yet I'm still self-doubting. Blah blah blah. See, so that's what I kind of like. Rick which was also that the whole yeah Rick yeah. Thing, especially that, that's why I wish Roy was the Roy was the real hero. Of that story <laughs> got Max. cut Max down too was, fast. That's why I like Max better because Max yeah. didn't care. Yep. He was he Max was good because he wasn't cocky. He was just like, yeah, I know I'm the best, but I don't have yeah. to be cocky about it. But uh, that's why I like Witch Mercury because. Obviously, she is self-doubting, but she's also oblivious. Like, she doesn't realize that she's self-doubting. She's, like, almost autistic, really. And <laughs> so it's, it's, I mean, it, kind of, it kind of puts that on its head where it's like, yeah, she's not self-doubting because she, she's self-doubting just because she's oblivious, that she doesn't understand why she's so good at things. <laughs> like, she's just like, okay. <laughs> but when, when push comes to shove, she knows she can kick some ass if she, she has to. She, she never, like, got a reason to doubt yeah. uh, herself. So. She's just like, yeah, she I can do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that is a really good one, Pat. Uh, Brian, what's your first one? All right. Well, um, I, I think this was the first one that, that popped into my mind, so I got to lead with this one. So, like, why don't we have, like, keys for <laughs> these giant robots? So nobody like, can just steal them? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, yeah, we've got plenty of these stories where, you know, kids go in, they hijack the robots, mm -hmm. or they stumble on them, or, or what have you. And then I look at, like, Gundam 0083. The villain walks into the base, <laughs> up to the robot, gets in, and leaves with it. Like, he just no security. It. No. <laughs> and, and, then, and then our hero does the same thing because he's also <laughs> not supposed to be getting into the robot. Just like, a, one padlock could cause a lot more trouble for these people. <laughs> and, and some show, like I'm trying to remember, I think Gundam Seed had something like that where they had to get the keys first. Yeah. Um, in their terrorist attack that where they stole the robots. But like so often it's how do we, how do we get the, the kid in here? Like or battle like the hero gets into yeah. it. It's like he he walks in, and you know he pushes the button. It's it's yeah. those those push to start cars. That they started this. <laughs> well, it even goes back to Gundam, but Gundam makes sense because that was a prototype. So I can understand the prototype probably not. They didn't expect it's barely working, right? But it makes sense. Yeah. And he also was the well, son of the guy who invented it. So out, I just posted a, a video recently. It might be an old video of a a mech, and the guy just walks up and sits in it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know, but the thing that got me is that the thing uh, announces when you release the emergency brake. <laughs> yeah. Emergency brake released. I'm like, oh my god, there's a. But uh, BattleTech, like the original BattleTech, had like a thing where your the the brain thing, like the helmet, wouldn't interface. Yeah, you, have to, and... you have to wear a neuroskin. A yeah. Neuro yeah. Helmet. So we. No, it's it's sort of in it, but the thing was, it used to be like you'd have to do that, and then there's security passwords and stuff. But later ones are like, oh, for the story, let's be, make it easier to hack, so you could just steal them. Like it, they really did make it like, oh, you could just hack them now. It's like, well, there, there's there's definitely the the whole like state of thing where it's like, for the story to happen, we need to make this easy yeah. in yeah. some way. But it always comes off as like just so. Inept. Especially like it's worse Especially in BattleTech. Military compound. Yeah, BattleTech it's worse because originally that you couldn't do that, and now all of a sudden you can. Like it's for just because story reasons. But yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, yeah, that's my one my next one's gonna be uh uh this one's really a Voltron one because it it really when I was watching actually Dairuga or whatever the uh, vehicle Voltron. Every book or anime needs a mech battle every few chapters or every episode. That's the thing with Dairuger. Sometimes it's like a pretty political, like sometimes they're just trying to, to fight, like uh, argue, hey, who should have this planet? Let's let's discuss this. We're having peace talks. But then they have to flash back to a, a fight because they have to have a fight in every single episode. <laughs> but that's, it's it goes back to like old cartoons, I guess, when He-Man had to do the, do the I have the power every time or like everybody always had to do their shtick every time. Oh, yeah, I always know it cost money. Battle yeah. the planets, they always had to transform yeah. into the Yeah, and it took forever too. Same with the Dairuga was and they had to show the transformation every single time like Brian said because it would fill in like, you know, a good minute of their showtime. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. But that it really was blatant on the Voltron and Dairuga that uh yeah, those but it, every almost every show and it, I, that was funny though cuz it would just have to do flashbacks just to cover it because it's like, you know, like I don't think Robotech. I don't. I don't think every episode had a fight. Like I think it was Robotech and Macross. Like they they actually had like character development episodes where there wasn't a giant battle necessarily. Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, well, they... I'm going through everything I've gone through in my head. Even Ultraman had a formula where he would fight. Yeah, oh yeah. Lose power, get beat, and retreat, yeah. and then come back and kick butt. Same. Same with the uh, yeah Voltron. Once again, it's uh you they. They could just pull the sword right away, right? <laughs> but they don't. Yeah. They have to get beat first, then they get the sword out and win. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say about the old shtick of always having to have battles and everything? And uh, the worst, uh, worst battle tech books. Once again, were like every once in a while, would just be let's cut to a random fight, and you're like, this doesn't really have anything to do with anything. You just had to add this. <laughs> But the one I was just complaining about had no mechs in it at all, so I can't, it's catch twenty two again. <laughs> Pat, what's your uh, second one here? My second one is, and it has to do with the what's the word I'm looking at for uh, the genre of slow moving mechs. Mm. The f- the physics reality mechs. Yeah, like real mechs, yeah. Versus living being kaiju. The thing that always bothered me is that is that the giant kaiju moved just as slow yeah, yeah, yeah. as the mechanical <laughs> mechs did. Yep. Like, if I was a mech and I was standing in front of an elephant, and if I pulled my hand back like that to punch like a slow moving robot, that elephant would have stumped on me sixteen times <laughs> before I got my hand back. So that has always bothered me a little bit. They even did it in Pacific Rim a little bit. A little bit. There's some yeah, some fight fast, scenes were fast, but yeah. You know, some fe- sometimes, yeah. Yeah, and then but yet they were still but they 
that being said, the Pacific Rim robots moved a little bit faster than and and the, sometimes the, the kaiju were that, faster. Uh, yeah, especially that uh, triple piloted one. Yeah, that yeah. one moved. Oh way. yeah, yeah. The rush one, that one went down like a ton of bricks real quick. So <laughs> yeah, that was the slowest one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the I can. I, part of Pacific Rim is just how quickly the all the effects go down. But even yeah. you know, it just, it just like that, you know. It's it goes know. back to Godzilla fights, right? When Godzilla fights any other monster, they they're exact same speed and. Yes. Yeah. I so, can see that. But that always bothered me in the in in the mech with versus when they're fighting any kind of kaiju. I mean, granted, cartoon wise, they were faster versus live action uh yeah. it's, it's also a scale thing right like they're almost always the same height <laughs> you ever notice that like there's not much yeah. difference like you don't see like a little teeny guy versus a giant kaiju or a giant mech versus a little teeny guy yeah mech cadets one, did it a little bit actually they had a big did, big kaiju the, the uh, pacific game we went oh oh my god that's the first ever seen category five yeah, he didn't look any bigger than the category no, three. The yeah, he looks. Beat. Yeah, they were pretty similar size. They, it wasn't crazy difference. Yeah, he might have looked a little bit bigger, but yeah, but not, not by much. Not two categories. It wasn't like he was looking up at him like, "Oh my God, this thing's yeah. huge!" Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but that always bothered because I always, I'd always think about that. I go, if I was a mech and I moved that slow, and the kaiju I was fighting was the size of an elephant, that trunk would have hit me in the face Especially four times. Especially if you're doing hand to hand combat. Like, I could see yeah. if you're slower and you got guns, that's different. Like, yeah, that's all. Yeah, point, because, but. but that's range. But then. Yeah. But you if know. you're doing hand to hand trying to punch things, yeah, like, the speed is uh, not right. <laughs> my, my one example where it really got me is in Pacific Rim when he used that ship. The boat? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. A, like a sword. He slowly yeah. reached for it, slowly pulled back, and still that kaiju just, oh, what's coming at me? Oh, God. Oh. I was and, uh, impressed with the I just boats got hit Yeah, I was just going to say, boats don't work like that. They don't stay together if you lift them <laughs> up like that. Oh, it would have been like, he would have been like crunchy. It would have been like, it would just fall apart. So, yeah. That's that's my annoying Guillermo, story. you're a genius. Don't don't take that. Yeah, that was an awesome scene. It was an awesome <laughs> scene. Was but... oh, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they don't make <laughs> but I understand, nice scenes. Yeah. But that whole, the whole thing just yeah. kind of yeah. yep. just makes my brain itch. It, it pulls you out of it, yeah. Brian, number two. All right. So this one I'm going to call, I got a little label for it, and I'm, I'm going to call <laughs> it the Gran Turismo Mecca. And what I mean by that is in the game Gran Turismo, you can't damage your car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the, no matter how hard you hit that wall. It just bounces off. You, <laughs> yep. The, the cars always had to stay nice and pristine and clean. Yeah, and that's one thing that does kind of annoy me in in some anime and shows when when our hero's mecha is just so invulnerable to to damage uh, that we you know especially if it's kind of always that way like it's one thing where like I think of uh, Code Geass kind of does this well where like at the start of the show our heroes kind of have mechs that then get upgraded throughout the course of it but they're kind of at the same playing field relatively yeah it's like a video um, game where you're always just the same as your enemies you're fighting yeah and and so it's like it, it's a solid escalation like where things that uh you know damaged you back then could still technically harm you if you don't account for them kind of thing but you know i think of like gundam wing where you know 
they had to be recognizable actually, at all times. <laughs> yeah, they they always looked so nice, and it was only in like big story moments yeah. that would oh Some, suddenly, arm get ripped off or something. Yeah. Oh, that shot got me in the yeah. joints. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all those thousands of other shots. <laughs> yeah, missed it. Yeah. Um, so so that kind of invulnerability thing, I. I it gets a little old because it does kind of become a crutch for a lot of our hero characters right. as opposed to like like I think of OFMS team where those things are just getting beaten up mm-hmm. every single conflict that they're in. Or, and... or Votoms where it's never even the same Votom. He gets destroyed <laughs> yeah. constantly. <laughs> you constantly having to swap out because you blew up the last couple. Yep. Um, and so like, you know, that... I feel like from from a story element, it actually kind of speaks higher of the a pilot's skill if there's um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for like you know impact that there's yeah. uh, uh, consequences for not being good <laughs> like yeah even Witch of Mercury almost every fight she'd lose something or she'd get the hell beat yeah. out of her and especially at the yeah. end like it was it was. Like you'd feel it because the mech almost became another character, so it was like, oh, sh- mm-hmm. it's losing bits. Like that sucks. But, yeah. So it's they use the actual damage as part of the storyline, and, and as well as actually showing, hey, she she wins, but she loses pieces all the time. Yeah. yeah. So unlike so Voltron or those kind of shows where it's never lose a piece. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah, I mean, I mean, super robots are kind of guilty of that. Yeah. Whole wholesale like. It's kind of Wait, what are you going to do? You're going to ruin the suit? What do you... It's a rubber gonna, suit. You can't screw it up. <laughs> um, with, with the power of friendship. Um, Unless yeah, they, so... in, until they actually light the uh, poor actors on fire by mistake, it's, <laughs> it's the only time the suit gets damaged. Yeah, yeah. So so that's that's just kind of another one where it's just like, uh, I, I feel like it cheapens some mm-hmm. of the, the uh, impact uh, to the characters if, if their mech is just purely invulnerable to damage uh mm-hmm. and i'm looking at you gundam seed and seed destiny uh i know you've got a new movie coming out uh, they, it was all about selling toys at that point <laughs> yeah I mean, you had to make them recognizable <laughs> but uh but yeah so that's my number two how about you rob what's your number three yeah my last one is uh this one's a pretty easy one i think <laughs> it's uh psychic kids man <laughs> This is a trope they fall back on. Once again, it's Amur- Amaru's fault. He, he was the first... He's sort of psychic kid. Yeah, him and the girl. Yeah, I, the I girl mean, especially. I mean, what do you mean, sort of? New type's totally yeah. psychic. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was definitely the part of Gundam that I, I don't like, and I like when they ignore Like, oh, it's MS team, never mentioned. Like, it's not in it at all. Like, I like when they ignore that part because it is a little like, okay... Do we need this in here? It's like real robots, yeah, and then the, all of a sudden, the what? Type has really lost me. Yeah, I, I like I the idea of. I understand. But I like the idea of like they have a little bit of more awareness, that kind of thing. When they get full on psychic mm-hmm. though, and they're talking to each other psychically and stuff, I'm like, ah, that's a little too far. I like the idea that in space it's so like open and it it, op- it expanded their minds a bit. Like that's kind of fun. But when it goes too far, I find it's uh, really bad. But other shows have just gone even farther off the board, like just gone really crazy with their psychic kids but it's always Gundam it always goes back to Gundam I think they just one of the first and obviously one of the most influential anime for giant stompy robots and psychic kids are really got on my nerves and keep them I'm both surprised, I'm surprised the clans didn't have psychic kids no no there's no uh, uh there and is you know. 
there was a little magic here and there in, in the the early Robotech where they or Battletech where they were uh, like all of a sudden things would disappear off their like mechs would just disappear in a fight because they were they were that good like they there was kind of mystical stuff going on then they're kind of like swept it under the rug like ah oh, no that was just false reporting. <laughs> yeah, false reporting. Of course, of course, those that never really happened. Up and disappear. Well, it was actually it was an Sphere mech that did that, well, but. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, psychics, any, any kind of supernatural powers in my real mech genre. (laughs) If you're in like super mech, super, super robots, sure. Add that stuff all you want. But if you're doing pretty serious, uh, once again, the Votoms, uh, went off the rails at the end. It was like, what the hell? (laughs) And it was, they go, we we need some of that Gundam. Yeah, it it totally did. It was like, it didn't, out of nowhere it came. Like, it was like, what? But it went from being, hey, just clones to, wow, these clones are actually psychic. So, psychic clones. Yeah, no. Keep your magic powers to yourself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Unless you're Shadowrun. <laughs> Pat, yes. number one. Your last one. Or three. Oh, my last number one is the chibi counterpart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we knew for this was coming. Cool for every cool model kit out there. Mecha wise toy <laughs> cartoon idea. Oh, look at him. There's a there's a chibi abomination as Brian is showing you right now. There's uh just recently they released a new uh Optimus Prime chibi. He transforms in everything. Transforms oh, into a cute little truck and he's he a little should, chibi Optimus Prime. He should he should transform right into the trash for all <laughs> And I and I don't blame I blame this really and this might precede me, but this is when I first noticed. I blame it on Teen Titans Go. Oh, I I blame it on Samurai Pizza Cats. I remember as a kid, Samurai Pizza Cats was. Uh, I mean, that's, that's when I really started noticing the chibi was Teen Titans Go. When my yeah, it. yeah, you're right. That's that went from like taking an existing genre and made them more chibi. Like is definitely obviously it's been happening in Japan forever. Like, well, that's, I'm sure that's a thing. Is, but for me, then. Yeah. And then every time I go, oh, that's a great looking kit. And then there's some kind of chibi variant either in the box or right yeah. next to it. And I just want to throw them across. What game the was that that uh, had like chibi variants of almost everything? What game was that? I, I chibi variants? Or... Yeah, like it was it, uh, was it a I mean, DC I mean, game or something? The, no, there was a, an ignition core that we have that I like. No, no, this was like those, a. Those guys are. At, it's, at, yeah, at it's. My, end of my tolerable level. They remind me of this. They remind me of uh, the like pops like where it's not yes. real chibi it's more just exaggerated yes. but um no this was like a game that came with regular guys i can't remember if it was a mech game or not and then it came with a chibi version of like everybody might have been a zombie oh, not wasn't the zombie side but it was a it was a kickstarter of some sort oh was it a ninja division game maybe but uh i was just like oh it might yeah no you're right i seem to remember seeing that something I'm trying because to think of something. All those, all those Yahoos, John Jack and Shane, uh-huh. like all <laughs> Yahoos. It. They're all over it. Oh God, yeah. that's a great. And it comes with chibis. That's yeah. the greatest thing ever. You, you lost me. The minute you said chibis, it lost sixty dollars. Rose of the Cross Defender. Giving that game away if you're going to put chibis in it. Maybe pops. Do you think pops like regular pops like? Like this Funko guy. Pops. I mean, there's a Funko Pop game out there. That's real chibi, I think. Really, right? It's a bit much. I don't like Funko Pops either. Oh, he almost fell off his motorcycle. The difference, I think, with Funko Pop Get is out that there. it's not... It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the big black eyes. <laughs> it's, 
it's made to be cartoony in a sense, I like guess. A like, like a, it's made yeah. to be more characterist. Where I think caricature, people, yeah. The, the chibi is supposed to be more serious, but just with that childhood. Yeah, it never was. Uh, uh, with that, uh, what is that? Baby Looney Tunes or or uh, the uh, X Babies was my first. X Babies was the best. What was that? Or not? And before that, uh, what is it? Uh, the Muppet Show, the Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies, yeah. Yeah, that was probably yeah, the first. That that's uh, is that you think that's what Chibi is? Is more baby I don't think versions? It's chibi, but I think it's close. I understand where, what I you're coming from. Yeah. How do you I feel about Rugrats? I think that's where. <laughs> I think that's where Looney Tune, Tiny Tunes, mm. and baby and baby Muppets. Yeah. Probably got their idea from because I'm sure. That was yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, once again, in Japan. What about yeah. Cabbage Patch and Trolls? Uh, you're talking about toys that I was way at adult already. So. <laughs> <laughs> trolls, yeah, I can see trolls. Trolls are like really proto pops. I think they're very like yeah. the same idea as pops, but pops went way farther. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, the first thing I remember about trolls was the ones that went on the end of pencils. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the furry hair. Yeah, yeah. And then they did like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle versions and. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know how we got to trolls, but anyways. I don't know how we got there, but this I know. That I understand. Chibi is... I I don't. I'm not a fan of Chibi either, but it's uh, like I say, like Ignition Core looks cool. <laughs> like that's the difference. It's Ignition it's... Core does look cool. Yeah, Ignition Core I think still makes it look like it's part of. Yeah. The and it's it doesn't. For some reason, their aesthetic works, whereas some t- sometimes it just doesn't. Yeah. Yes. Right. So and and if you haven't tried it out Ignition Core, try it out. It's a good game. Yeah. I played it a couple times with the. Uh, Jack Johnson over here and uh, still painting things up. You know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> I do love their miniatures. I, I do have to buy some some point. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what's your last one? All right. Uh, this one is it's kind of game centric. So this is video games, um, but I, I think it's something you see a lot more with. Uh, Things that only unlock by playing the multiplayer mode. <laughs> oh, I hate that too. <laughs> Th- things that you can use in the single player campaign that you can that's, only unlock. That's in the World of Warcraft. Mode. That's World of Warcraft right there. Because <laughs> I remember, so I played this game, uh, a Japanese game called you know Gundam Battlefront, I think. <laughs> I, I forget what it was. It, it's, it was one of the sequels to like that, that original like Gundam Battlefronts. Where they all um, just fight each other? PlayStation 3. Yeah. Uh, and there was this one that was ba- Battle Report 91. <laughs> uh, the, the whole premise is like you're, you, you takes place a little bit after the one year war. You're hunting down Xeon remnants and stuff. Yeah, kill and, those Xeons. <laughs> and. Uh, and so you would unlock, uh, like, you'd have to unlock parts by winning missions mm. and so on and so forth by doing them well. And then it was kind of a random drop too, uh, which is another mm. part of this, <laughs> is random drop-based things that you need in order to upgrade or unlock. To, to actually be able to play the game, yeah. So, so like, um, I, I think in that game, I was able to unlock... Johnny Ryden's Gelgoog, but only after playing like a good, you know, <laughs> you're looking for like one piece so. for the one, one, yeah, exactly. Yep. That you would only unlock randomly <laughs> in this, in this, uh, one mission multiplayer, 
and you know playing in the u.s for a game that's japanese only (laughs) (laughs) um and you know it is and then of course you know had, had a fun time once I got the parts that I wanted and then I'm like okay I'm like almost never going to do that again and then of course my PlayStation died and I lost all that so <laughs> I'm like okay never going back to it but it was always it always kind of stuck with me is yeah, like yeah. the random base drops that only happen you know especially in a multiplayer space and especially um, for ones that you want they know like the popular mechs they have less lower yeah. drop percentage that's like that's not nice and, but I, I do get the situation of, like, you know, you don't want it to be a pay-to-win or somebody, like, yeah. grinds well, a single-player the that they unlock the best thing that they could then take to multiplayer. I'm cool. Like, if, if those stay separate, like, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of thing. Is like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe some things transfer over, but you could always unlock everything in single player yeah and that's play I, in single player i'll jump on yours i hate when you have to play a, it's a si- single player game you want but they they make you play multiplayer parts or certain things on you know, like that's the worst i i'm like i, I don't want to play multiplayer if i don't want to play multiplayer like don't don't force me you know yeah and, and and like the the added element of the multiplayer components is how uh, uh like fragile that game is from a historical artifact standpoint, because as soon as you you know, yeah. Titanfall ran into this, as soon as those servers shut down, you cannot play this game anymore. Yeah, oh, it's not um, Titanfall. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. When yeah, when you have no single player aspect to it, uh, yeah, it, it kills the game. Yeah. Well, I feel like MechWarrior. What is the MechWarrior game we were playing? Was that five? Five. Yeah. I think five. That that'll go the same only. way. That'll go the same way for me. Uh, well, there is. Because you can play it single player, though. Yeah, because the single player is horrible. Because the AI is horrible. Yeah, it's not horrible. It's just hard. <laughs> well, let me just say it's no fun. Yeah, but uh, but it's not as bad as like that, though. It's not as bad as uh, I remember no, playing. It's not Di- as bad as Titanfall. I remember about. playing Diablo back in the day. Diablo Online with having all your fun stuff, and the moment the servers down, all that stuff's gone. Like you can play a single player, but just not with all that yeah. stuff you had. Like you know. Well, was... I did, I hated the way Diablo went in that direction. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's all multiplayer you have to now. A multiplayer server where you yeah. couldn't, you know, yeah. What? What? Diablo three was when it first did that. Two, two started it. Was it two? Because yeah. I remember still being able to play single player two. Oh no, yeah. To worry about. Yeah, there's still single player in two, but to get all the good stuff and to get the best stuff, you had to play multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 like and there's some games that have done it well, like Gundam Breaker. I'll just throw that out there. At least I think it's two. Is the one I played. Um, like like one of the things was like. You know, you you you're literally buying the model kits mm-hmm. uh, in the game with in-game currency that you can get by playing the single-player missions. You know, on higher difficulty and stuff. So you can like build out and unlock your yeah all your your parts that you could ever want. Um, but yeah, it, so it's it's more of a pet peeve of game the state of games in general. Uh, the the multiplayer components. Um, I just when you when you have content that's locked behind that part or even knowing that those servers could go down at any time yeah that the game is no longer deemed profitable by the company which right. means you've got like a three-year window maybe yeah. to, to play it and get everything you need and even uh things being locked behind dlc like there's a lot of games now that to to play the real game you're buying tons of expansions like once again macquarie 5 there's quite a few expansions to that to get the whole story kind of thing like you, the basic part yeah sure you can play that part but 
and and Hairbrains BattleTech was the same, where it's to get some of the really best like fun stuff. It it's you had to buy those expansions. So, and so, and actually game changing stuff too. Well, even Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, like it's to to get more of the story, you need to buy the expansion to. At least they offered the uh, 2.0 version for free to, to people who already had. Yeah, it, so. yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, um, uh, CD Projekt Red has actually been really good about that, especially with their DLC stuff, where it it, it is additive and but it's also very good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, DLC it's, it's kind of one of those those things that it's it's kind of the nature of the beast now. But the wow. multiplayer thing always like with the amount of resources that get dumped into it and then like it has to like if if it doesn't continue to feed the beast mm-hmm. it's just gone it's gone yep. like yeah because uh because those servers aren't cheap they, to keep those servers up that costs them money so like i'm amazed that like we play civ 6 i'm amazed those servers are still up but enough people still play it i guess that it makes it worth it for them but I, I, when Civ Seven comes out, you you know Civ Six servers are gone. Like there's they're not going to exist. Like you know. Oh yeah. That's I remember once again Diablo Two after uh, Diablo. I think it was a while. Anyways, they there was like private servers people were making to try to keep it going, and it just once again they realized how hard it is to keep a private server stable, and the cost is just not it's prohibitive. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps oh, it up. Yeah, I th- that's, that's yeah. <laughs> that was our that was our beefs. If you have your own. Uh, beef about tropes or other things in mecca or generally comment below comment on the facebooks or the uh or the um twitter or uh, sorry x and uh youtube still call it twitter if, if, if you also hate the multiplayer components in your giant robot novels <laughs> reach out to us yeah. yeah do you hate your novels having dlc please let us know <laughs> Raise your raise your fists in solidarity against Chewies. Although once again, Battletech books it pretty much is DLC because sometimes the stories just ha- stop and you're like, oh, I have to buy another book to understand what's going on. Okay. <laughs> I want I want these like all the Battletech novels to get a, a re-release that's like a kid version that has Chibi, Chibi. versions. Oh, the they're gonna get there if they haven't gotten there already. Amazing. They... There's no Chibi Battletech. Well, they're almost what? there, I think, because they made. Uh, Battletech plushies. Yeah, the plushies they are close, but plushies. even though, but they're yeah. they're accurate scale though. They're like they're not no, cheap no, versions. They're, they're gonna get there though. They'll be mm-hmm. like someone someone's mom will be like, oh, this is cute, and then soon the, as someone's the mom says, "This is cute." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They haven't done that yet, thankfully. But uh, anyways, uh, we're gonna go to the exfil. Let's get out of here. We'll be back to, well, we'll be back to leave. I guess what a strange thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bye-bye. Get in and get out. We'll be back to say goodbye a second time. <laughs> Let's exfil out of here. Welcome to the exfil. We're wrapping up this episode. Like we said, comment below on any of the platforms you see this to uh, let us know your opinions about anything we talked about. Or if you have any ideas about other things for us to talk about, because God knows it's always hard to think of uh, topics. <laughs> well, we've been doing this a long time. It's been a long, long time. I, I had like a, a good one like two Save months it. ago. I, I know. I had one like a year ago, and I still can't remember. I write it down. I write them down because I will forget. Also, this one start. I didn't forget because I'm still. Re- I was still reading the book, and every time I read the book, it annoyed me. So I, I was back into my brain. <laughs> I finally finished the book, and it was still stupid. And I love the part of that, that that book, the way it ends. It's like, and then the big villain was this person. And I'm like, who the fuck is that person? I don't remember who that is. 
<laughs> it's just like some name. You're like, oh, I guess I should have remembered who that is in this book. I have no clue. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, that was uh, 65, I think that was. We'll be back with 66. Order 66 Whoa. next time. <gasps> December Wrong. of... Star Wars Christmas special. Hey, we'll have a, we'll have a Christmas special. Uh, until then, like, share, subscribe. Uh, please do share. It does help. We want more check listeners. Out, yes, check out our sponsor. Yes, check out John Bear Ross, his Patreon. Also check out Brian's podcast, Dead's on the podcast. Dead's on the podcast. I, I, I'm repping, even though it's reversed, so it doesn't even look like that. But <laughs> no, it's, it's it's the correct way. Not on my screen, and that's what counts. <laughs> Your shirt's fine. Your shirt looks great. D's and demigods. Speaking of D's and demigods, there's also Dragon's Tome. You can go watch on YouTube. That involves oh, me and Pat. Yeah, we're just cosplaying. Where's where's your promotional material, Brian? Brian. Uh, let's see. This uh, side. Oh, there you side. go. There you go. Dead's on the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, enjoy those things. Do play Firefight because it's got a lot of mechs in it. So there mm-hmm. you go. It's a fun time. Yeah. New stuff coming soon too. Um. Until then, I've been Rob. I've been Brian. Well, I've been Chopper. Have a good time uh, at your Thanksgiving whatever that is your football games yay it's a painting yes Mm -hmm. someone come help me with my job I gotta paint this has been Mobile Armor Radio join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio Join us on the first of every month for more Mecha Discussion.